Hi, this is Marky Post, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. I'm Catherine Michon, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. It is time for another round of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 339 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, Marky Post is going to be joining us. Of course, she was on The Fall Guy, Night Court, Hearts of Fire, so many different shows and great shows and also Catherine Mitchin is going to be joining us she's a writer director and producer of Muffin Top a love story which she stars in and Marky is also in the movie and she was a past writer for uh, TV shows such as Diagnosis Murder and Designing Women and a whole lot of other things so uh, we're going to be talking about all of those things and it's coming up in a few minutes in a right here on On Screen and Beyond Marky Post and Catherine Mitchin and don't forget, check me out Saturdays on uh, KEST 1450 AM in San Francisco. I'm joining the Real to Real crew each week, and we talk about movies, and I give them a little update on what's going on, and it's a lot of fun. Check it out. Uh, if you're not in the San Francisco Bay Area, you can also get it online, streaming. Just go to KEST AM, and uh, you, know, you can find out uh, what we're up to. It's a lot of fun out there. So, let's see. We've got a lot of things coming your way, and we got uh, two guests this week, just for you. We've got a lot of great guests coming up in the future, so what do you say? Let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, it looks like White Fang is once again headed for a remake. The classic Jack London story has been set to the big screen five times and they're going to do it again and on june 24th 2016 that's the release date for a new mummy movie from universal this is not a remake of the brendan fraser movies but uh, this is universal's attempt to recreate the original mummy movies that they had you know with all the different creatures they had so uh, we'll find out how that one goes and zorro reborn is in the works so we'll keep you updated on that and see when the old zorro guy is going to be coming back to the big screen that's it for remake madness coming up next on on screen beyond what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies Upcoming new movie, Central Intelligence, is the title for a new movie in development, and it will star Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson, and filming hopes to start in the spring. And look for Eddie Murphy. He's going to be starring in a dramatic role in a film called Cook, in which he plays a cook who is hired to care for a family and their dying mother. And you can look for Woody Harrelson and Kate Winslet and Casey Affleck. They'll be starring in a film called Triple Nine as a group of corrupt police officers try to pull off an impossible heist. That is it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen to Be On, let's check out sequels down at Sequel City. (laughs) 
Sequel City, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 is moving along. Universal will be distributing the film in the U.S. and abroad. And Toy Story 4 will apparently focus on a love story. Now, there's no word yet because they're kind of keeping it hush-hush about who is involved in the love story, but we'll keep you updated when we hear more. And Rambo Last Blood with Sylvester Stallone is looking for a 2015 release as Rambo goes up against a Mexican cartel. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming away as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, it looks like on January 6th, The Bridge Season 2 will arrive on DVD. Also on January 6th, Archer, the complete fifth season, will be coming our way in stores. And on February 17th, Batman, the second season, part one, starts to bring its uh, little bam and bang and boom and all those sort of things to the store shelves. The complete series in season one came out on November 11th. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen or Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD. Movies on DVD on January 20th, Lost Legion, the epic action movie about the fall of the Roman Empire, strolls onto DVD and video on demand. And Lucy with Scarlett Johansson lands on Blu-ray and DVD on January 20th also. And on March, it looks like that's the estimated release for Big Hero 6 from Disney on Blu-ray. That is it. For movies on DVD, coming up next on On Screen or Beyond, it is TV and Entertainment Time. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. TV and entertainment time, it looks like Randy Jackson has announced that he will not be coming back to American Idol this season as a judge. And, well, he said that before, too, but he did come back. So, you know, but I think this time he's really going to be done. We'll see. And look out for the Osbournes because they are coming back to MTV. Sharon Osbourne announced that the family, Ozzy included, will have a new limited-run reality show and we'll find out what happens with that. And that is it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's time for birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get it to me, eh? And you moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Celebrity birthdays, well, it looks like on November 16th, Lisa Bonet, one of the Cosby kids, turns 47 years old. And Clue Gulliger, he was in all those westerns, turns 86. November 17th, it looks like Danny DeVito turns 69 years old. November 18th, Linda Evans turns 71. November 19th, Jodie Foster turns 51. And Meg Ryan turns 52. November 20th, Cody Lindley. 
just a guest here, right here on On Screen and Beyond, is going to be turning 24. And Joe Walsh, the rocker, will be turning 66 on that date, November 20th. November 21st, Goldie Hawn turns 68 years old. And Marlo Thomas, that girl, turns 76 years old. And November 22nd, you can look for Robert Vaughn, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, Napoleon Solo himself, the man from Uncle turns 81 years old. Scarlett Johansson, she's going to be turning 29. Mark Ruffalo will be 46. And Jamie Lee Curtis turns 55. That's it for celebrity birthdays. And we didn't get any uh, listener celebrities to send in for this week. So if you or a friend or a relative are going to be having a birthday, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Send it, you know, a week or two ahead of time, just so I have it ahead of time. And they give me the information, you know, where they live and who they are and how old they are, or whatever. You can send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And we'll get uh, everybody here at On Screen and Beyond, listening all over the world, to wish them a happy birthday. All right. So happy birthdays goes out to all those celebrities that uh, I mentioned. And uh, that's it for this week. And... It is time now. We have two guests coming your way. There's a new movie coming out, or out, it's actually out now, and it's called Muffin Top, A Love Story. Now, we have uh, Catherine Michonne, who is the writer, director, producer, and star of the film, and we have Marky Post, who, of course, was in The Fall Guy, Night Court, Hearts of Fire, just such a great actress, a lot of great shows. They're going to be here. Marky Post is first, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is an actress who we all remember for her roles in The Fall Guy, Night Court, and Hearts of Fire. She has a new film out called Muffin Top, A Love Story. It's Marky Post. Marky, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi. Thank you. Marky, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. I saw that you were going to be in this movie, and I was excited to get you here. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Now, tell us a little bit about Muffin Top. Uh, okay. How did you get involved with it, and what's your role? Okay, my role is actually, actually, I have a very tiny part in this. This is something that I did because um, Catherine Michon is a friend of mine, and she's funny, and she writes beautifully, and anything she does, uh, she always finds a little something for me to do in it because we, we like each other so much. Anyway, so I don't have a lot to do in this, and my character is just somebody who introduces her to... Well, I'm not going to tell you whether it's the guy she ends up with or not, or whether she ends up with a guy at all. But that's right. Don't give anything away. <laughs> no, no story points here. No spoilers. But anyway, that's my function in the role, and it was, you know, it was great fun because it was a, it's an independent film, and usually you have to be ultra creative on an independent film because you don't have, you know, the backup budget to make mistakes and to, you know, to to do uh, what they do in this business, which is waste money. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> and don't quote me on that, because not everybody does. But, you know. <laughs> so uh, do you do a lot of independent films? I've done, I've only done about three or four, yeah. Um, another one was Catherine's, um, that is coming out pretty soon, too, which is really funny, too. Oh, so um, she has another one. No, I, I, I'm more mainstream. I really like sometimes what's out there in terms of, you know, just things that 
aren't as mainstream. Mm-hmm. They are usually a little bit more quirky and creative, so that's fun. Um, and sometimes they're just awful. <laughs> I don't want to do them. <laughs> there really are. Sometimes I read a script and I go, and it's got you know a tiny, tiny budget, and somebody's doing it, and I'm thinking, why? <laughs> why are you doing this? This is a big waste of time. And then it, you know it could come out really great and funny, and mm-hmm. I have no eye whatsoever for you know quality scripts, but <laughs> but not really. Now, is it difficult to look at a, a script like that and to determine? If it's going to be good or not, and and if you it, want to be it, in it, it's sometimes it's so obvious. It's such a great script, and it just reads and flows. And sometimes you really have to put yourself there, you know, because a lot of the stuff that's written is flat. You know, it's flat when you say, you know, and then she, you know, chokes on a chicken bone, sort of like, you know. Mm-hmm. But that could be the funniest scene in the movie. But all you see is, you know, it's like Atlanta Burns was, you know, an eighth of a page, and mm. that was a whole, you know, in, in Gone with the Wind. Right, yeah. And, um, or not Atlanta. Yeah, it was Atlanta. Yes. Anyway. Um, yeah, so sometimes it's very hard to envision, especially when it's got a lot of ac- action or um, or you're filling in, a, you're creating a character that maybe isn't on the page, but, you know, you think, okay, this could, you know, this this could work for this. So I'm, I'm oftentimes not very good at, knowing whether or not something's going to be good, but I know if it's something I want to do. But there's so many things in, involved with the film that it it could be a, either a bad script or a good script, either way, mm-hmm. but depends on what the director does with it. Completely. Um, you know, what, what the producers tell them to do or her to do. Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. You can... I think it's harder... Um, I think it's harder to wreck a good script than it is to elevate a bad script. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can elevate a bad script, but a good script, that you know, I'm not sure if what I said is true or if I'm just talking through my hat. <laughs> but yes, good things, you know, something you read and you go, oh, this is going to be a huge hit. And then you see it and it just is flat and you don't know why, really. It just maybe there's no chemistry between the actors or, yeah. you know, the director didn't know how to tell a story. And yes, it can be ruined. It yeah. can be. And so many things have to work in order for the, the whole to work. A series of compromises and, and you know, and um, and surrenders. You know, the actor surrenders to the director, the director surrenders to the editor. The, you know, right. Everybody's collaborative. Yeah. yeah. Now, you mentioned that there's another movie coming out from Catherine that you're in. Uh, can you tell us it's any idea? It's Cook-Off. And oh, okay. it's basically a, a, a story about the, well, let's not say the Pillsbury Bake Off. Let's not say that. <laughs> but, you know, something like that, a contest, a, a national contest for women who bring their recipes to, a, a, you know, a kitchen area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just so funny. It's just really funny. That was that was done before this one, but it was sort of caught up in development, you know, uh-huh. um, and distribution hell kind of and so but i i hear from her that that's going to be coming on next and yeah. that that was really fun that's great now do you enjoy working with with a friend like that yes i well i i enjoy working with Catherine, and sometimes and i've actually never not enjoyed working with a friend but it is you know it is a real you don't know how it's going to come out you don't know if they're going to be happy with you speaking of like friends well my husband is a writer and there was a time when he was writing an episode of Hearts of Fire. And we called it, you know, which side of the bed was nervous. When it was, he was writing it, he was nervous about whether or not I was going to like it or whether <laughs> I would think it was funny. And then when I got the script and was doing it, I was nervous about whether or not he would think I was good. <laughs> so you can, 
it's really nervous making. You want to do so well for your friends, for your family, mm-hmm. and then you know, and it just it just an added extra tension rather than being just so much fun. You know, it's right. really everybody wants to do better for their friends. That's got to be tough, though. Working, working for your husband or your wife, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Yeah, no, we try not to do it very often, only because we don't want to let each other down, you know, right. not because yeah. we're mad at each other or right. anything. It's just you don't want to, you want to just, you know, want to take that off the table because there's enough stress to begin with. Mm-hmm. Now, acting, is that what you've always wanted to do when you were a little girl? Not all my life, no, but I, um, when I, I really started when I went to college. It was literally the first day. I, for some reason, went down to the theater, and I was watching a, a play, and people were auditioning for a play, and I just never left. And I mean, I had done stuff on stage at, in high school, but we didn't really have a big theater department. And I, you know, my dad's a nuclear physicist. It was not really in our family DNA acting, <laughs> you know. It was more like, that wasn't, that wasn't where I ever thought I would be. But it was the place I felt the most at home, the most immediately. And I just, I was a theater major. I never left. I never, I moved to L.A. right after. And, um, you know, started working a few years after I got here. So that's the story in a nutshell, really. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't since I was a little girl. But I was more outgoing. My, my family is a little bit more um, reserved. And I was a little bit more not reserved. <laughs> Someone had to be sort of reined in a little bit, so maybe it's there. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. that I'm a bit of a show off, but uh, in my family anyway, yeah. I don't know that my friends would say I was a show off. I hope not, but um, <laughs> you know, maybe. <laughs> now you read a lot of different things on the internet, but I, I read that you were one of the card turners or dealers uh-huh. on card trucks. Is that true? Yep, that was my job. Um, I worked in game shows when I first got to L.A. I, I auditioned to be on a show called Split Second, which is kind of like Jeopardy. It was a hard mm-hmm. question and answer. And they offered me either a job or I could be on the show. A job as a researcher. So I took the job because all I did was read books all day and verify facts. So don't play Trivial Pursuit with me or any of those, <laughs> you know, because I'll beat you. But <laughs> and I learned more doing that than I did in college. And because they all knew I wanted to be an actor, um, and I didn't have my card, uh, some like if there was a a model that was, you know, sick or something that day, they would say, hey, get on some clothes and get in makeup and go do it, you know. So I became sort of the regular fill-in model for um, several things of game shows that I worked on hmm. or didn't work on, but it kind of got around, you know. So yeah. that's how I got my, that's how I got my union card. Wow. That, that's, yeah. that's interesting because you don't but hear many people that do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I said you don't usually hear about people getting into it that way. I, I've, no, I've no, talked no, with a lot of different people, and and that's yeah, the first game, the first game show person I've heard. <laughs> yes, right. Well, I did. I, I wrote questions for Family Feud. I researched for. Um, uh, I bought prizes for Prices Right, and I researched for a couple of shows uh, besides Split Second. Yeah, that was sort of I call it my waitressing period. You know, when every actress has a, another job other right. than acting. That was mine. Yeah, yeah. Now you've done so many different shows. Uh, we could go through all of them, but uh, is there any of the one of them that was uh, you know closer to your heart that that you really enjoyed doing that show? Well, I love Night Court, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think Hearts of Fire um, with John Ritter was, especially the first year, maybe the favorite character and part I ever got to play. Absolutely loved that character. She was sort of a chain-smoking, you know, uh, <laughs> news 
newswoman who just you know traveled all over the world and had to settle down because her father was in jail and you know mm-hmm. and and he was a conservative and I was a liberal and we we just just the two of us together working with John was just nothing but a pleasure it was just the best time and we did that for three seasons but it it, it uh, the first season was just electric for me I just loved it yeah, you. I mean, you've you've been so fortunate. Some of the the shows you've worked on have lasted, you know, oh a little God. more than a season or two. <laughs> yes, Night Court was, I think, a total nine. Um, I was on it because I came in the second season, but it was on forever, and you don't get that very often. Right, You're really lucky if you do. Yeah, and movies. I remember you from uh, something about Mary. Something about Mary, right? That was actually my first movie. I mean, I've done television movies, but I hadn't yes. done features that right, much. Yeah. And, and the Farrelly brothers just asked me to do it. And then I read the script, and I went, oh, I can't do this. My parents can't see this. This is civilization <laughs> ending as we know it. <laughs> no. Well, the thing I saw, when, when I saw you on there, I said, she's too young to be the mother. <laughs> You're so sweet. You're so nice. They looked at me, and they, when I came in, they wanted to meet me, and, you know, uh, and they sort of, said that too which i thought was really nice and and i just said you know yes i can (laughs) you're an actress you can do that (laughs) that's right that's right and they were they were so dear and so nice that of course i had to do it and it turned out to be the biggest movie of the summer and maybe every summer from then i don't know it was number one for the three months or something it was unbelievably successful such a funny movie so glad i got to do it yeah yeah. So, so do you have any other projects coming up besides uh, uh, Muffin Top and, and uh, Cook Off? Uh, let's see. Well, I, um, I've been playing a uh, Sophia's mother on uh, Chicago PD, mm-hmm. which has been really fun because I'm an ex-drug addict, and that's always fun to play. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but it is because it's not just a mom who bakes cookies. This is a mom who abandoned her child at, you know, mm-hmm, 13 yeah. years old. And so has a lot of making up to do. Do you like so those I've meaty rolls? Episodes. Pardon? Do you like those meaty rolls like that? Yeah, well, just it, meaty and also just a little offbeat and a little, you know, when you get to be older, you get to be age, you're really limited. Everybody, no, you know, you have no more sex appeal, supposedly. You have, you know, you're you're a grandma or you're something, you know, it's, it's, and I haven't been cast in those roles, which I'm grateful for so far, but, um, I mean, I have, but they, they often have a little more to them. And maybe the fact is I wouldn't want to do, you know, a lot of what's out there for women my age right now. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was a great part to get. And I've done four already this season. I've been back there. Yeah. In Chicago, shooting that, and what a great boy that show is popular. Oh yeah, that show is so popular. It's rabid. I mean, the people are just—they love it. Those people that love it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We should be talking about muffin top. Yes, uh, <laughs> but actually, we're gonna—we have to get going because uh, Catherine is going to be coming up in a few minutes. Oh, good. Okay. So I have to make the way for her. But uh, I just want to finish up with two final questions. Sure. What's your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite oh. movies now and of the past? Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. One of my favorite TV shows right now, and this is crazy, but, well, it's not crazy, but The Goldbergs. Have you seen The Goldbergs? Yes, yeah. Oh, my gosh. In terms of comedy, I think that's one of the very best. Fun show, yes. It's just so funny. And I love The Good Wife. And very uh, stuff that's on cable. I mean, you know, Game of Thrones. But you asked me for my favorite. Okay. Favorite. The Good Wife. Mm-hmm. And movie? Yes. Okay. Of all time? 
Sure. Well, To Kill a Mockingbird, everybody says that, but it's true. It's mm-hmm. the perfect movie. Yeah. yeah. In it fact, we had the, the, the actress who played Scout on the show uh, oh. a couple of years ago. Mary Batham? Yes. Oh. Yeah. She was magnificent. Oh, yes. Yeah. What a movie that was. You know, I read the book, and then I, I remember when I saw the movie, it was like they walked off the pages of the book. It mm. was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marky, I want to thank you so much for joining us, and thank you. Uh, people should be sure pleasure. people should be sure to check out Muffin Top, a love story, and yep. uh, see you in that. <laughs> it's very funny, and it's very relevant. All right. Well, thank you very much, Marky. Okay. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My next guest on On Screen and Beyond is the writer, director, producer, and star of the new film Muffin Top, A Love Story. Her writing credentials include episodes of Designing Women, Diagnosis Murder, and China Beach. It's Catherine Michon. Catherine, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hey, thank you for having me. Now, Catherine, when I see somebody who's the writer, director, producer, and star, I know that person is a workaholic (laughs) (laughs) or crazy. (laughs) You are right. Um, There are people who would make a case for both for me, I am sure, but uh, I am, I'm very hardworking. I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I used to say I'm from the Albert Brooks school of filmmaking. And now I'm proud to say that I'm from the Lena Dunham school of filmmaking, um, you know, where it's, it's a very personal kind of comedy. Mm -hmm. You got to tell us, more about Muffin Top, a love story. Now, Marky was on just a few minutes ago, and mm-hmm. uh, she just gave us a little bit of it, but, uh, it, you know, obviously you know a little bit more about it since you are the writer of it. So uh, give us the idea of what it's about and what's your part in the film. Well, uh, the movie is uh, a body image romantic comedy, and uh, I play a woman named Suzanne, who's a woman studies professor who studies images of women in the media and um she uh gets dumped by her husband played by Diedrich Bader from Napoleon Dynamite hilarious actor uh who dumps her for a younger thinner version of her which is played by Haley Duff and um she starts to go on a self-esteem shame spiral centering on this small roll of fat above her waistline her muffin top and um (laughs) She, she makes some pretty disastrous uh, choices around that, including a, a plastic surgery misadventure. Um, but ultimately, she learns to find a more authentic version of herself, and she really, she really embodies the film's message, which is that you need to love yourself now, not five pounds from now. Mm-hmm. So writing this, did you take from, you know, stories in the news and everything? Because there is a lot of things about body image uh, out in the news right around now. Well, there, thank God there are a lot of things about body image in the news right now because it's a, it's a topic that is obviously of deep interest to 52% of the population. Um, there's a statistic that I like to quote, a survey that was done where 96 out of 100 women say they think at least one bad thought about their body every day. Hmm. And... Um, 
my co-star Marissa Jarrett Winoker, who's the Tony winner from Hairspray, she and I said we thought that statistic sounded kind of low. <laughs> uh, and uh, as far as we were concerned, you know, those other four girls are either liars or in a coma because we don't know a woman <laughs> who doesn't think about thought about her body every day. And it's because we live in this Photoshop culture. Mm. We live in a culture where we look at images that are not real. They're they're cartoons. Um, it's like. It's like you look at the cover of a magazine and you feel bad about the image that you see. It's, it's almost like you should feel bad about not looking like Mickey Mouse because it's about that real. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess it's amazing. You know, I mean, they have not a blemish, not a, a wrinkle, not a anything. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, they're, they're, they're fake, poreless, you know, individuals who have no internal organs whatsoever and would not be able to <laughs> menstruate or bear live young. You know, so like, why are you feeling bad? about not looking like this image. And that's the central question of Muffin Top. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and, and what I like about the film um, and the way audiences are responding to it is, you know, it's a comedy. So we're saying, let's laugh at how crazy this is right. to, you know, run yourself down. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was actually talking, Dot Marie Jones from Glee is also in the film. And, um, you know, she's a very large person she's a very tall person she was the actually she was the world champion in arm wrestling wow <laughs> people don't know about her but you know she really related to the message of this film and you know she's a big anti-bullying advocate which she's done a lot of work around that from being on glee mm-hmm. and um we were saying that you know sometimes the biggest bully in your life for many women is you you know, true. Yeah. I mean, just think of the word muffin top. I promise you a man did not invent that. A woman, we come up with all these horrible words for different parts of our bodies, like <laughs> saddlebags and, you know, bat wings and side boob and, you know, like all these horrible cankles, you know, these, these words that we apply mostly to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and so the message of muffin top is like, let that go. Life is happening now. You know, yeah. live now. Yeah, and and comedy, it, it's almost therapeutic sometimes. Yeah. You know, if you can laugh yeah, at yourself. I mean, I, yeah, if you can laugh at yourself, you can you can learn and you can grow. And if people even see the the poster for Muffin Top. I I, I was shopping for something to wear to the premiere and. I, I, the the clerk who was helping me, I, I showed her the the postcard for the film. She said, "Oh my God, that's me!" <laughs> you know, like people people see that image and and they're like, "Yeah, I've stared in a mirror and felt bad about myself, and mm. I don't want to. I want to want to be happy." <laughs> You've written in, in, for quite a few uh, different shows and and uh, yeah. you know, some great shows. And uh, yeah, now, thank it, you. It, have you always been a writer? Uh. Well, not as an infant, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you know what? I've always I've always been a storyteller, and that's what I think good writing is. I, I've always, you know, both as a performer and now as a director, I, I want to tell stories that that matter to me, which is why I made Muffin Top because I went through a bad divorce. I don't I don't know who goes through a good divorce, right. by the way, <laughs> um, but uh, and and I I had that self-esteem shame spiral that I'm talking about. And um, I really did learn that you don't find true love until you love yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's, I think in most Hollywood romantic comedies, 
that's not an element of it. But, you know, in, in Muffin Top, this, is, this isn't just the story of, oh, she meets the right guy. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. a story of she becomes the right person, starting off with, you know, obsessing about her Muffin Top, but then, you know, becoming a, a, a more authentic version of herself. And that's when she meets David Arquette, who is, you know, just dreamy in this movie. Um, it's funny because I think Muffin Top is the first role I've ever seen David Arquette in where he's a lot like David is in real life. He's a friend and, um, you know, he's a very intelligent, uh, intellectual, kind of a shy guy in real life. And he's playing someone like that in this film. And, and it's such a beautiful performance. And he... He's so sweet. He's a good guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're used to seeing him as a a, a comic, you know, yeah. role or, or or you know, like different things that he's done. Is it's usually comedic or right? He usually plays like a real goofbag, right? And yeah. Muffin Top. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but you said it. So. <laughs> no, he he would say it. Uh, but you know, in Muffin Top, an English professor who who has also been through a, a kind of a weird divorce. Um, where his wife left him for a billionaire and they're all friendly. And, you know, um, he's kind of a wounded person in in this movie. And um, it's it's a really beautiful performance. I'm excited for people to see this other side of David Arquette um, Mm -hmm. because he's a a classically trained actor uh, who, you know, has had great success playing goofballs. But I think we've seen a lot of actors like... Robin Williams or Jim Carrey, who, you know, are known right. for playing really goofy people who are also really fine actors. Yeah. And, and um, I think the performance that David gives in Muffin Top will, will really have people seeing David a new way. Yeah. And a lot of times you're so used to seeing them in the comedic roles, like the, the people you mentioned, Jim Carrey and yeah. Robin Williams, that um, when you see him in a role like, you know, that's a little more serious, it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're an amazing comedic person, but, you know, they can really act. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, Muffin Top is a, is a comedy. No, right, no yeah. mistake about that, but, but the part, he's, he's more of a straight guy in this, in this film, and, and um, it's a really, it's a lovely performance. So how long did it take you to write it and then get it to be made? Uh, uh-huh. and, and how long was the actual shoot for the film? Um, well, Muffin Top was an independent production, so we had a shorter shoot than I would have liked uh, as a director. Um, I would say I've been writing Muffin Top ever since I got a Muffin Top. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think um, I, I have always written about body image and, and female self-esteem, and um, I think... Uh, you know, I'm 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 uh, over forty now, and I think th- that getting a muffin top is sometimes a consequence of that. Although I know many girls in their twenties that have them, uh, and I think that was the the, the genesis of it. Is it is a very personal film. Um, it's adapted from a novel that I wrote and published in 2004. So it's been it's been you know germinating for a while. But when it came to uh, actually shooting and and making muffin top it was fast and furious because that's how it is an independent film you can't afford a long shoot Mm -hmm. yeah and how did you get such an amazing cast well i'm i'm proud to say that i got such an amazing cast because they loved the script for muffin top um it was 
all I had to offer them. <laughs> <laughs> didn't break any um, arms or legs? Or <laughs> no, I didn't have any pictures of anybody in a compromising position. And um, it was, you know, like I said, it is an independent production. And so they weren't in it for for a big, you know, million-dollar payday, right, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but people like... People like Diedrich Bader, who, you know, um, his agents didn't want him to do it, but um, he said to me that, you know, they didn't want him to do Napoleon Dynamite either. Uh-huh. And yeah. he's like, I love the script for Napoleon Dynamite. I love this script for Muffin Top, and I want to do it. So we'll just make it work. Yeah. Is that common that where, you know, the actor, the actor, if you can get to the actor and show them the script, they will do it as opposed to getting it to the uh, the agents or, or whoever they they have uh, controlling them, the managers, and they say, "Oh, you're not even going to let them look at this," you know. Yeah, I think that's very common. Um, I'm really blessed and lucky that you know I've been working in show business for since I was like 22 years old, <laughs> and I, I I have made a lot of really talented friends who are willing to give me a read, and and if it can work with their schedule, you know, uh, came and and. They're their muffin tops for muffin top. <laughs> <laughs> now you keep mentioning that 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 you know bared their muffin top. Now uh, was there any um, uh, you know special effects or anything to to get uh, this? <laughs> uh, as I said, muffin top was an independent production, so uh, the only special effect we have is my fat, which. Um, <laughs> You could probably come up with some fancy CGI way to create a muffin top, but I went with the milkshake method, and it worked just fine. And um, yeah, <laughs> when you are an independent filmmaker, you have to grow your own props, and um, that's what we did. If you if you look at the if you look at the poster for muffin top, there's there's no uh, there's no Photoshop involved in that. Uh, <laughs> Well, homegrown stuff. Yeah. Uh, now, is this your first time directing? It is. It, did it you is. enjoy it? I love it. It is. You know, only four percent of feature films in Hollywood are directed by women, and I understand now why the guys have been keeping this job to themselves because it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great job. Do you notice that hard. that there are more men out there who are are directors than women? Do I notice it? No, the statistic I just gave you is from the USC Annenberg study of women in film. Mm-hmm. Only four percent of Hollywood feature films are directed by women. Yes. Um, yeah. So, and it's not because there are not women directors in this town wandering around. It's mm-hmm. because. Uh, I I cannot make excuses for my business. It has entrenched sexism that needs to change. Right. And I, I, I'm not the first person to say it. Certainly Kate Blanchett at last year's Oscars pretty much gave the industry a readout in terms of um, how they don't tell women's stories, how they don't hire women, mm-hmm. uh, either as actors or behind the camera, and how unacceptable it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Fifty-two percent of theater ticket buyers are women, and only fifteen percent of Hollywood movies have uh, women in significant speaking roles. That's mm-hmm. shameful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's time for a change, really. Well, it is time for a change, and we've actually gone backwards. In 1939, 
1939. That's a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> not that you didn't know that, but just to emphasize, um, the, there were 10 pictures nominated for Best Picture, and half of them were the stories of women movies like Gone with the Wind or The Wizard of Oz. I mean, really mm-hmm. great yeah. classic movies. And Hollywood is not doing that anymore. They've decided that the whole world wants to see nothing but white guys flying around in their underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You but um, um, Disney is, has been doing strong women in the, in their uh, animated movies, though. Yes, I would say Disney is starting to get it because of Frozen and Maleficent and and some other things, but. Um, it's 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 slow and happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, too slow. I like to watch white guys fly around in their underwear too. <laughs> but you know, um, in Muffin Top, I said, "Well, why don't we just show a girl crying in her underwear? How about that?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like step forward for the ladies. Um, yeah. Now I heard from an insider that you <laughs> also have another movie that you've written. Yeah, that is coming out uh, not not right off, but uh, is in the works. Uh, can you yes. tell us about that? Uh, yes, uh, Marky is in that movie also. Yes, it's a movie that's called <laughs> Cook Off, and um, it's basically best in show at the Pillsbury Bake Off. Although I didn't say that because Pillsbury was <laughs> that's what um, Marky said too. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's a bunch of crazy people competing to win one million dollars in a bake off and in a cook off actually. Uh, again, don't want to be sued by Pillsbury. Um, but it has an amazing cast. Um, Marky Post is one of them, but M- Melissa McCarthy is in the film. Wow. Uh, her husband, Ben Falcone, who was also in Bridesmaids, uh, Wendy McClendon Covey, who was in Bridesmaids. Like, it's, it's like a real, uh, cavalcade of comedy stars and that will be coming out next year. Wow. You, you really know how to draw in the, <laughs> the, the big names. Well, you know what? It, th- that film was made a while ago and, and, and actually got trapped in a bankruptcy of its investors. So uh, um, those people weren't as famous when the film was made, but mm-hmm. they were just as funny. Right. Uh, so <laughs> it's going to be a real treat for Melissa McCarthy fans um, because it's a very different side of her. She de- she plays a very downtrodden <sighs> woman who's living in her van who you know, makes a recipe and gets in the contest and then has a really hard time getting to the contest. Wow. It's all, it's, it's, it's a very, it's not, it's not the ass kicking, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Right. It's, a, it's a totally different. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good though. Version of her, but it's hilarious. So, you, so you've funny. been busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had a, you, you pegged me from the beginning of the interview. I'm a workaholic, but <laughs> I love what I do. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to get to do what I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, Catherine, I'd like to finish up with two final questions. Yes. Taking us away from all your directing and acting and, and writing and everything else, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite movies of all time, and a new and old, um, and what's your favorite TV yeah. shows, new and old? Um, I'll start with the TV, because you asked it last. I am. I have my guiltiest of guilty pleasures uh, is episodes on Showtime, uh, which I love um, because I, I worked in network television mm-hmm. for a long time, and that show is like a documentary to me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so outrageous. I'm like, no, it's not. That's just really realistic. Every single thing that happens on that show, it's wow. not like it happens yeah. in network shows. Um, and then when it comes to 
uh, and I also have to give a shout out for girls. Um, Mm-hmm. I'm I'm I am a big I have a big fan girl crush on Lena Dunham because you know she is doing what I'm doing which is to just you know make it happen and and be the writer director actor and and I just I, I love the show and I think she's an enormous talent and and so I'm I'm a big fan of that um, and uh, in movies I, I I used to host a show on AMC. Uh, where I showed chick flicks. I was on, on their network for three years before they went and did little things like Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was like in 2001. And I, it was an old movie show. I was showing old chick flicks. Um, Girl Genius. Girl Genius at the movies. Yes. Uh, and uh, so I got to, I got to really appreciate a lot of old movies. And one of my favorites is The Apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. With Shirley MacLaine and Jack, Jack Lemmon. Um, and it, it relates a little bit to me to Muffin Top because to me, uh, of, of an older version of a romantic comedy, The Apartment would be my favorite of a relatively newer version, but not that new. Um, I think When Harry Met Sally is a perfect romantic comedy. Um, but what I like about both of those movies and what I tried to do with Muffin Top is I think the best romantic comedy feels really real and authentic and has a little bit of sadness in it. And the people are often a little bit wounded. Um, but if they learn something about themselves, they finally see the right person. Um, and, and I love that as a construct for a romantic comedy. So those are two of my favorite films and, and, um, I aspire to be as good as those movies. Well, that's great. Well, Catherine, I want to thank you so much for taking the time, but uh, where can people see Muffin Top, A Love Story? And thank you where for can they, asking Where that. can they find that? <laughs> yes. So uh, Muffin Top, A Love Story uh, is live on video on demand on all platforms. Uh, that includes DirecTV, AT&T, iTunes, Amazon, Vimeo, any place you can, uh, all cable channels, uh, satellite. So the best way to find out what provider is going to be best for you to see Muffin Top, A Love Story, um, is to go to muffintopmovie.com. We're also in select theaters, and at muffintopmovie.com, you can you can click on tickets to find out if there's a, a, a screening happening near you. And you can click on Video On Demand to find out how to see this film that way. Great, great. And um, give me that once more, one more time. MuffinTopMovie.com will tell you everything you need to know about the movie Muffin Top and probably some stuff about your Muffin Top, too. <laughs> we, have a, we, have a, we have a really fun thing on the homepage. Uh, fans of the film came together and actually wrote a cookbook. <laughs> That's a party kit, Girls' Night In. PDF that mm-hmm. you can download. It's free. Um, it's free to everyone. And, and you can make the signature muffin teeny or the muffin Rita's or some other amazing recipes and party ideas that people came up with in this beautiful book that is just free to the fans of Muffin Top. So great. That sounds, sounds fun. And we will make sure it's we, really fun. We'll make sure we put a link uh, to muffintopmovie.com. And yeah. uh, I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, Catherine. Oh, thank you. It was a real delight.
Two wonderful guests right there, Marky Post and Catherine Michon. Both are in Muffin Top, a love story. Be sure to check that out. And uh, a lot of fun having them on. Great guests here. And we've got more and more and more coming our way right here on On Screen and Beyond. So tell your friends. And if you haven't had a chance, go back to onscreenandbeyond.com and check out all 339 episodes of the show. And we have some wonderful guests there. I'm sure there's somebody there who uh, is one of your idols that uh, you grew up with or somebody who's in shows now, Scotty Thompson, who was just on. She's on the blacklist. And uh, Bob Barker, who was, you know, what can I say? It's Bob Barker. (laughs) And uh, we've just had so many guests there. Check them all out. Listen to them and enjoy hearing the people tell their own stories right for you. So, I guess that is just about getting near an end of another episode of On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to check me out Saturday mornings on KES 14, KEST 1450 AM in San Francisco. I'm on there with the Real to Real crew, and it's a lot of fun. You can also stream it on the web if you're not in that area. If you've got a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see what I can do about getting that person on for you. We've uh, Lately, we've had a lot of emails with people asking for different guests, and I really do appreciate it. I am working on getting those people on. In fact, coming up very shortly, we have uh, one of those guests coming up that will be uh, some... Uh, actually, we've got a, quite a few people that asked for this person. But anyways, that's in the future. So... That's about it. That's a wrap for this week. Until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.